Well, that Old Testament reading and the responsorial psalm will be free of charge. Okay, so I'm not going to charge you any extra money for that, even though it's just out of the generosity of my heart I did that for you. We have uh, the theme of the nations coming to the kingdom of God, being drawn to the kingdom of God as opposed to just the Israelites. We have all the nations coming. In our gospel, we see this Gentile who is a man of faith, and Jesus says that many will come from the east and the west, and they will, they will join the people of God in the, in the kingdom of heaven. And in the prophet Isaiah, we have a prophecy of, you know, on the surface, it seems to be about the, the physical temple in Jerusalem, but really it's an image of the church that Christ established. So uh, the prophet Isaiah has this vision. He says, in days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. Uh, basically, what he's saying is that the temple is going to be the most prominent thing in the world. Okay. And we're reminded, though, of what Christ says in the, in the Gospel of Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount. And he says that a city set on a hill cannot be hid. That city set on a hill is really, it's the church, is what's being referred to in Isaiah, is really seen an image of the church. All nations shall stream toward it. You know, the church is composed of all the different Gentiles. And everybody's going to be uh, gathering to this, to this one uh, locale, and that's a, that's a symbol, really, for the unifying power of the Catholic Church. And it says, From Zion shall go forth instruction. And so the church is the teacher of the world. The church is the custodian of Christ's uh, teaching and is able to, again, kind of promulgate that or issue that to, to the whole world. Um, and then it says, They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Uh, one nation shall not raise a sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. So there's peace. So intrinsic to this, this, the unity of the church is peace. I'll just draw our attention to this one line I find very interesting. I was meditating upon it this morning. It says, they shall beat their swords into plowshares. That's, that's a pretty neat kind of image if you think about it. So you've got a sword that's used for striking out and doing harm to another person. But in this case, what it's you know you get it's it's brought to the smith, and they're it's it's being reshaped or refashioned into uh, a plowshare so that the ground can be tilled and there can be a harvest and fruit and productivity. So we're we're seeing a transformation of of violence to um, fruitfulness and productivity. Uh, so negative to positive here. I'm, I'm thinking about this as it's got a deeper application, though. Um, recently, you know, my audio, my addiction to audiobooks, I've been listening. I listen to a lot of marriage and family counseling um, and psychology and, and these audiobooks. And you know, the recent recent book I listened to, the discussion was about um, marital conflicts and how there's a common pattern between husbands and wives uh, that that takes place. It's kind of almost like a preformed script that they fall into where it begins with usually the wife feeling like there's a, an emotional disconnect uh, between her and her husband. And, the, and the, the husband's aware of it too, but it, it, it kind of like he deals with it a different way than the wife does. So the wife usually initiates like, you know, what's going on with us? I want to be closer to you. I want to have a connection. And uh, But the thing is, though, is that, that that feeling, the deeper feeling is that she's distant and being left alone 
and she almost kind of defends against, it's a psychological defense mechanism, she defends against that deeper feeling of loneliness and vulnerability and abandonment by attacking the husband, criticizing him. You always do this, you don't do this. And so she starts getting aggressive towards the husband. And now the husband, what he does is he um, will uh, fight back by putting up a really strong like uh, wall. He'll, he'll stonewall her, is what they call her, stonewall her. And so to protect his own honor uh, and all the criticisms that he's getting, he'll just emotionally shut down. So it'll, it'll have the reverse effect of what she what she wanted. I mean, she actually wants connection at a deeper level. And so she's trying to get it by all the criticism, but then it, what happens is it's a negative spiral because he shuts down even more and gets even more emotionally distant from her. And there's usually kind of a deadlock. But what both parties need to do is they need to take their, their swords and turn them into plowshares. Okay. And what I mean by that is instead of the, the attack and defend mode, the fight mode, is they need to lay down their defenses and the feelings that they're defending against, actually. Because it's a defense mechanism. The anger and the attacking is a defense mechanism because they don't want to actually almost kind of face these deeper feelings and emotions of abandonment uh, in, on, the, on the woman's part, on the man's part, uh, feelings of inadequacy. Uh, and so they defend against them through the stonewalling and through the attacking and the criticism and the contempt and whatnot. Uh, and so, but what they really need to do is, is take that kind of fight mode and turn it into a plowshare, meaning go deep, go deep into the heart and to really communicate the deepest, most vulnerable feelings that they have. When they begin to do that, there can be healing that takes place, but they gotta lay down those swords. For the Christian, how does that take place? For the Christian couple, how does that take place? Well, I think it's this. It says, O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. You know, New Testament says, uh, though Jesus says in the Gospels, those who uh, follow me will not walk in darkness. And uh, St. John talks about walking in the light uh, and not in the darkness, meaning following Christ, meaning being virtuous, doing what Jesus did. Jesus, the ultimate act of vulnerability and defenselessness. Jesus laid down his defenses. You know, I mean, that's the whole essence of the passion is Jesus just laying everything aside and not fighting and allowing himself to be open. And when we're able to have that kind of vulnerability with one another, um, that's walking in the light of the Lord. And that's when the, the swords can be turned into plowshares and uh, instead of war, there'll be fruitfulness in our relationships uh, with one another. So my brothers and sisters, as we await the, the coming of Christ on Christmas Day, uh, let's lay down those swords and, and uh, let's turn them into plowshares. Let's get deep into our hearts and deep connections with one another um, and thereby we'll, we'll have a, a fruitful and, and peaceful harvest.